0: Yeah, yeah, I put it on iTunes. Is that um,
1: the Joe Rogan Experience podcast?
0: Yeah, we've gotten many cease and desist letters from Joe Rogan.
1: His personal. Oh no, podcast. not our podcast. His podcast. Oh. It has experience
0: <laughs> I, and podcast in the same I think, title. I think it is. Can yeah. someone? Can someone please? I got it.
2: I got it. I'll, I'll pull it up. What happened to my right. beautiful
1: dark twisted fantasy,
0: whatever.
2: He can't or get stuff? it right.
3: Well, <laughs> ta. It is. It is the away. off
1: season, so we have transitioned. Actually, to this podcast is now Jack on Jack on race. So yeah. we actually need to get, yeah, we need to get the other jack on, and then we all need to leave, and they need to talk about race. Drew, the cannot, Joe Rogan Experience, yeah, but it doesn't have podcast in the name. I think he was uh,
2: just like, surmising it as that. Yeah, what, I have to the, tell
0: people this is a podcast, or else they don't know what they're.
2: Ah,
1: I see. Sorry,
0: this be like a coloring
2: work. book.
0: <laughs> Can you give me
1: a spark notes on the opinions of those guys on the on the on the two sides of the of the race uh, podcast, or is that not a uh, before we start recording? We'll save that for episode 12 of Jack on Jack oh. on Race, yeah. yeah I yeah. can't get a preview? That'll be in March.
0: Well, this podcast is already okay. off the rails. I'm Josh. Madison is my co-host, and he's on the other line. How are you, Madison?
1: I'm doing excellent. I've got my new podcast mic. I hopefully sound clear and not like I'm in a fishbowl, but not as I don't have as gentle and silvery of a tongue as Drew does on his mic over there.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's Drew here. Really happy to be on.
0: Oh, wow. Jeez. And we have our two guests this weekend. Um, we took a hiatus from the pod, probably in the worst possible time for a fantasy football podcast, uh, literally the playoffs. But uh, we have our league winner, Jack Ferguson. Jack, how are you? Hey. And Mr. Pancakes himself, T.A., who was the first ever guest. And unfortunately, that was his death wish. And now he uh, yeah. ended up losing the league because of it do you playing think since fucking initial power rankings did, <laughs> I, did, I, did. I have
1: you at, at the bottom you had me at number one bro you oh i'm sorry <laughs> Madison, I like
2: spot on
1: yeah thank you i remember mitch was like it was like week four and he's like those power rankings are the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah. and i was like dude i took like eight minutes to make those power rankings you need to relax <laughs> yeah but aren't all fantasy projections like somewhat <laughs> oh they're all stupid yeah. especially this yeah. league where we had 11 people via or not 11 people uh yeah up to 11 members of the league could have made the playoffs in the last week
0: yeah also yeah, ESPN I have the but... worst team
1: uh going into the well you did period. get fourth you lost to Chuck which <laughs> I think is worse than TA losing the league personally
0: yeah right. but Chuck lost dropped 140 Chuck, points that's true it that wasn't my own doing I didn't drop 60 you would have beat both of the
1: finalists too, which is hilarious.
3: Yeah, I scored more
0: points than anyone else in the playoffs. So we'll not get. We're just not going to get into
3: it. Josh is um, not saying that for the second year in a row, so that that says something. I've Got no money to finish. No at Can't finish. All the no question. No gusto. <laughs> Josh is a voyeur. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway,
0: um, let's let's talk to our <laughs> champion. Um, Jack, you obviously had a, a super team this entire year. I think you were probably the Golden State Warriors of this league, much like Hollis kind of ran through the league last year. When did you kind of feel like this was the team that could uh, go the distance?
4: You uh, going I the mean...
1: distance by cake, Drew. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> honestly my, my confidence like was diminishing like actually towards the playoffs um and then like come the trade deadline I was like we are we spoke last time on the podcast or at least last time I was on about how frustrated I was about like not being able to make deals or trades um because I didn't like my roster for the playoff run like assuming I would make the semis in the finals um so fortunately like my trade with Hollis ended up essentially winning me the league in a sense where, you know, I luckily had Kamara and the rest of my team actually was like kind of shit during the championship. And I was fortunate again that I had Chuck in the semis, who was like kind of just like a mediocre performance when like it easily could have been Drew or Felipe, but like, I kind of waited more kind of similar to Halls. I feel like the previous year about just having like, more top tier players versus like a better spread like holistic team like i had like four or five like weapons who could like drop in between like 20 and it ended up being like 50 in one week um and then like some who would like if i'd be happy if they got you know 10 but the difference was at the end of the day like you know, my, my actual, like, key players that I traded for and, and had at the beginning, like, ended up doing it for me. Yeah, that's what you get. You got embarrassment of riches. Nothing. No rocket science there, Jacko.
1: <laughs> you did a good job of divesting, especially guys who one of Like, Mixon didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swift played, but, well, I don't know. I am still in the opinion he was still concussed. Um,
3: <laughs> he, and was, then- he was good in the concussed. playoffs up till the final.
1: Yeah, but then Kamara did – I mean, obviously, you're not shooting for that or expecting that, but yeah, Kamara did what you got him to do, which was be the best player on your team, and you traded two guys away who could have been your second or third best players for that killer, which won you the whole league.
3: Yeah, like at the end of the day, it worked out – it couldn't have worked out better because the rest of my team outside of like – like Godwin actually had like a really good week during the the championship week, and then Kelsey Hollis was won solid. you the
1: league in every way. <laughs>
0: yeah, now that we bring it up, yeah, it was one Hollis... trade. The... Sorry, go, ahead,
2: Joe Well, I'm just saying, is, is Hollis still the best fantasy football player? Then? It sounds just... like it. I mean, he, he won last year on his own, and then this year he won somebody else the league. So it sounds like whatever he's doing is right,
1: and and cruised out of the loser playoffs.
2: Hmm not gonna i do i do think it's interesting though there. jack because i think you drafted one pick before me and i was one explosive week what was that 14 away from potentially eating pancakes like i was very close if i you know didn't have a, a fantastic week and beat T. yeah T. you
1: were you were seven points off you beat ta by seven yeah and you guys had the, the two, two top two, high scores yeah yeah holy
2: But I just think it's interesting how like you came out of the draft with a a much stronger team than I did while only having one different pick. And that's, you know, it seems like that, you know, while there's obviously probably some skill and luck, I know you talked about that you were picking players kind of at the last second. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just seems interesting that that how diverse the teams can be, even though they're so close in draft order.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think also, if you would look at your team at the beginning of the year, like who did, you had Deandre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, who else yeah, were your I, running backs?
2: Well, I, I nobody for, so my running backs were David Montgomery and Fournette to start, but then Fournette didn't play. And then Montgomery didn't do well until I traded him. And then he finished as the number six running back in fantasy.
1: I'll look up his and, last few, uh, his last few scores.
2: But my, my, like, my highlight coming out was I had Mahomes and then Hopkins, Thomas, and Cup as my receivers, which I felt, like, pretty solid about. But then it just kind of – I mean, Thomas was a dud, so that kind of really threw everything off. But
1: All right, Drew, yeah, ready, I... to, ready to feel pain? Oh, I felt <laughs> it. I've seen it. Montgomery missed week 10 by week 11. When did yeah. you trade him? I on the buy, I think. You traded him on the buy. Excellent. So before that he was averaging like, I don't know.
2: I think he had one twenty eleven PV. points, 10 maybe, points. Yeah, maybe maybe like 9 or something. He was he was a close to double digits, but he he was very yeah. inconsistent. The
1: last 6 weeks he scored 23, 25, 23, 29, 19, 24. Yeah. So that's fun.
2: So that was—I don't know what Mitch exactly. was doing, but like Mitch clearly uh, sat him down when he showed up. Well, in the, locker the teams room said, he
1: played were Detroit, yeah, Green Bay twice, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. So it was just a bloodbath of run defenses to go through.
0: Yeah, and Mitch brought this up on this actual podcast is that he was targeting guys, which is something that I consistently do um, if I'm in a position where you can build a, a roster for 15 and 60 and where they have cake schedules. And I thought that was really smart on Mitch's part, even though David Montgomery obviously wasn't lighting the world on fire. He's not the fastest or most explosive running back, but you just kind of bet, you know, a guy that's going to get 20 touches is going to produce if he's just playing against bad defenses. Although Josh Jacobs is,
1: he kind of did the opposite, right, TA? Didn't he kind of let down in the playoffs? I mean, yeah, he got hurt. He was playing hurt. Oh, he was playing hurt?
0: Yeah, also, the the Raiders never really gave him, like, the bell cow status that a lot of fantasy people thought.
1: I he thought he got sure. a ton of touches now. Yeah, yeah. he gets, like He's top running back touches, I think, or top two, so
3: three. The Booker guy was definitely involved, though. Well,
1: yeah. that's when so, Jacobs was out because you picked yeah, him up, Jack, sure. right?
3: No, no. no Booker, but there Booker was, was one always week, involved. Was there was one involved. week where, like, Jacobs and Booker each had, like, 20 points or something. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: They So, basically, what the Raiders did is that they decided instead of – trying to come back with Jacobs in the game they're just gonna eat garbage time with Booker which is really smart on their part from like an organizational standpoint but that's terrible for fantasy because you want those catches those are so so valuable so it's mm-hmm. super unfortunate I mean the the, pro- the thought process of picking Jacobs which we'll get to ta obviously um, I think is sound it just never really worked out and that's hard it's you just can't really foresee that I have a question
1: uh, yeah it was just go ahead so comment first. Uh, Jacobs got a DUI on Monday. Um, question. Raiders, baby. <laughs> I forgot you're a Raiders fan. Um, question. Did Melvin Gordon ever receive punishment from the NFL for his DUI?
0: He did not. No, they kicked that can down the road.
1: Wow. So He, might,
0: he still might, but it's not a closed book by any means.
1: All right. That's my Honestly, I don't understand, though, how they can do that. Like, I feel like you get enough. There's enough repercussions and punishment from that in the legal system like you is not a banned substance.
0: Well, but yeah, driving league. it's like an optics thing I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's more of an optics thing, right? Cuz you're an employee, yeah, so it's a uh, I think you're you're probably violating, I'm sure in your contract. It's like it's something along the lines of you cannot break any federal or state laws and you may fu- you may face punishment from the NFL and or your, your organization. I would, at least I would assume that. And they're and I had to sign a contract in college that said we wouldn't do that solely for our coach. We had like a 15 page contract that we would sign at the beginning of every season that we wouldn't touch alcohol or drugs or be in the vicinity of alcohol or drugs or people who have done alcohol or drugs that entire day.
2: Oh, it was a 24 hour rule.
1: Oh yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a mess. Oh.
2: Yeah. Dude, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I, I wouldn't have done it if I had known. I, man, I really, I, I'm sorry to put you in that position, but.
1: I wouldn't have blown all that meth in your face that one time. Was for the whole season or just like the 24 hour roll before game or practice? Uh, no, 365 days a year. So not even he, during, yeah. Even in
3: like the summer he, off season. He like questioned if we ever like drank with our parents and yeah. stuff. It's crazy. Wow, I mean, didn't you guys and have our next guest. house together?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have like eight guys in the soccer house? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had multiple houses too. Yeah, there was like thirty dudes on the team.
3: What do you think went on there?
1: I yeah I Yahtzee. Yeah. See. yeah that was Super hard. Smash Bros. No, we would. We said we played so many video games. Our one of our our six foot seven center backs spent like five minutes explaining how the game destiny works to our coach, because he <laughs> had to convince him he was playing that and not partying. Uh, that's so good. That was fun.
0: Back, balance, back, you know? <laughs> speaking of uh, a balance, T.A., you didn't have a very balanced roster toward the end of the year. How's that Sick, like, dude. Nice? It's
3: nice.
0: <laughs> TA, T.A., when did you kind of realize like, oh, shit, like I'm in trouble?
3: I mean, look, I, I, I'm not gonna
0: buy myself any
1: insurance um, after the fact, but I hated my team when I first drafted it. I was I was in
3: full panic mode from the beginning. Remember I how sweaty trying. he was at the draft?
1: That was <laughs> I will say. I we all thought something was wrong with you because you and Luke were just like having a time over there. You I think you took a sweatshirt off. You were just like you put seven more patches in. You had a whole thing. Yeah, pouches just just for oh, certification. It's all good. Okay. No, but, yeah. Maddie yeah, wouldn't no, know he
2: had to sign a contract to not do I did.
1: Yeah. So I, he doesn't I know still have is. that contract. It's a lifelong <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, honestly, like I, I just hated my draft spot. And, and to be honest with you, like I, I did make some, some bad trades. Um, and then it was just untimely performance. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to let go of the claim that I, I did have the unluckiest team. Um, and, uh, I feel like my my point differential in certain weeks and the way the outcomes played out, I brought it upon myself a lot. for as much shit as I talked and <laughs> and uh, all the other miscellaneous items out there, um, but uh, but no, like uh, if you're asking me when I was panicked, um, honestly it was at the very beginning. And then uh, after after I lost to Chuck, I took my my foot off the gas. I was like, "There's no way I'm getting I'm getting the cupcakes." Like my
3: team's still fine. And then as soon as it kept getting closer, I was like, uh oh, this is like this is the omen that's been looming. Like it's everybody's rooting against me, all the mojos, like not good. And I I felt it coming and I was I was panicked. But like uh I was
1: I was stressed out managing the team, but I actually I called everything right down the stretch and still lost. I had all my the most points in my lineup in there. And obviously putting up the second most points in the week and losing in the losers Mm -hmm. bracket. I mean, you never plan for that, so it's like I mean, it, it, it was it was just a bad stretch. On the I mean, that's count. happened there. both years. Like, that same thing happened to me. I think I outscored everyone else two, two out of the three weeks in the loser's yeah. bracket, minus the person I was playing last year. So I, I feel it, man. Um, but you I, – I don't know. your Your team – I think what it comes down to is your team, the consistency aspect was the hardest thing. I think if you can yeah. just be consistent, you're going to be fine. Like that – if – like Chuck – he was consistent, and he ended up being like he consistently scored. Yeah, he's but he consistently scored like ninety-eight points, and it yeah, ended but, up but paying on, off for up. him. What everybody else in the league helped him out. You
4: oh yeah, I mean, yeah. well, season, you would,
1: would be surprised. Could've... He didn't have that. Let me go to the standings. He didn't have that little points against. Like you would think no. from what happened to him that he didn't, but let's see. Dude, he's but got let's... third
0: fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> he led the league in points against and had the least uh, the least points for. It was no, a, he
1: didn't uh, lead the college. league in points against, but he was close.
0: I'm pretty he, sure. I he like, the he was.
1: I, 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 I had like, the most points against. I don't like that statistic though, because like you run into Jack on one of his crazy weeks, or you play. You know, what I mean, like it's it's not necessarily a direct indicator of you know, like a luckiness or, or like, it's not, I think consistency problem. I bet you lack of variance is a higher indicator of success in fantasy football.
2: But he was, he scored 65 points in the, in the playoffs and won. So that's that not, like, that's not consistency though.
1: Well, yes, he, scored, but the- he scored 60 some odd points against me and beat me to knock me out of the playoffs.
2: I know it's, <laughs> I don't know. So like, I, I think, so like the last week of the regular season, when I was playing Chuck for the, like the winner goes to playoffs, essentially he put up like 86 points or something. And I think every other week, you know, proceeding and after, like, I think I would have beat him. It was just that one week that I happened to play him. I, 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 my team crapped out and it was, I don't know. So I, I like, again, that's nothing Chuck's controlling unless he's got some like voodoo magic that he's doing.
1: If someone does have voodoo magic, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs>
3: Chuck. Big, big matchup guy. Yeah. He
2: knows. <laughs> but yeah, it just um, seemed to kind of fall in place for him, which no, is great for him, but yeah.
3: I, I texted, I think it was you and Josh Maddie that like, I was looking back at the previous season just for shits and giggles, and like I completely forgotten that Chuck came in fifth last year. And like, as far as I know, this is like a short tenured league, but like Mm. coming in third and fifth is like really respectable for someone who I think we've like relatively universally across the league always considered as like a pancake esque contender, which is like pretty funny. I mean,
1: besides you and Josh, he probably has the third best track record of the league which is pretty crazy
3: yeah 95 points
0: baby <laughs> this this past year in this league was one of the most bizarre years it was it was played.
1: by far the craziest
0: um just the fact that we had like like five or four like six and seven teams trying to get in the playoffs and the two six and seven teams that made it ended up scoring 60 or so points in the in the first round of the playoffs it just I've never seen anything like that, and it, it makes it fun. I mean, it makes it so like you're never out of it. But Mish, let's the expand side, the playoffs. <laughs> no.
1: So I'm we're not going full NBA here. We're not going to let in more than fifty percent of the teams into the playoffs. <laughs> Maddie, you probably would have won. <laughs> I well, I would have. No. I uh, I looked. I would have scored the mo- most points.
0: Well, just because you score the most points doesn't mean you'll win. That's <laughs> true. I scored the most points out of the teams in the semifinals, and I came fourth. So, you know in what?
1: The, uh, in the playoffs, yeah. But I wanted to bring this for three teams in the losers outscored you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. If we expanded the if we expanded the playoffs, is what we were talking about. So it was so it was actually funny because I was on the the phone with our other league my other league commissioner. Um, and, and he, Do you bug him him as much as you bug me about things? No, no, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's honestly just for a humor standpoint at this point, I feel like an Uh obligation to give you a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep the group chat going. Uh No, but he he was like, he was like, you know, like that kind of sucks. I was telling him my whole sob story about being Mm -hmm. unlucky, right? And everybody's had to hear that. But he was like that. That's why I think it's it's a it's a way better metric to see who gets last place at the end of the regular season because that's that should be the last place team. Cause other than that, like it's like kind of a free-for-all, you know? This well, it's the US. We do tournaments for everything. There's oh, no I, just I, I get it. It's fun. <laughs> but uh but it was just I, interesting hearing his side of it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's definitely a lot more fair way to determine who comes in last. But I don't yeah. think fan, I don't think any facet of fantasy football comes down to fairness. Like Chuck got third, and yeah. that's not fair whatsoever. But it's fantasy football, and that's why we do it, is to just like stout ourselves consistently for 17 weeks and then blow off steam for a week thinking, wow, it's over, thank God, and then just itch for it to come back come next <laughs> September.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. say I, I miss fantasy football, and that's weird to say just how –
1: it's because so you're fun. just throwing crazy parlays on college basketball every night on the weekdays.
3: Can, can you start giving out locks in a, in a newsletter now? Dude, well, don't we got to start winning
1: them lock. first and then.
3: You you don't then don't <laughs> <move>. <laughs> Daddy, we had a
0: bad day yesterday. Can you bet? No. Well, when
1: you use a German betting site, you can bet anywhere. <laughs> a lot of baby, in the, in
0: the Caymans. Well, I mean, our bets are looking great right now. That's specific. <laughs> Um So we actually I did discover
1: one, one side thing. We did discover that if there's no bye weeks and you bet on every single um, NFL game on the spread uh, and you parlay all of them, so all 16 games, and you parlay all of them and you bet $1, generally it's going to be $1 to win about 25 k so we decided we're just gonna do that every single week for the rest of our lives. Cause what's seventeen dollars off your back if you could win twenty-five K? I yeah, looked if we do it every NFL week for the next sixty years. It only costs a thousand dollars. Um, so I don't know, why not throw away a thousand dollars for the hope at twenty-five K for sixty years?
3: It's like the yeah. Leicester City bet
1: coming up. Yeah, out. exactly. Want well, five thousand to I one.
2: Think, I think somebody lasts last weekend maybe a week two weekends ago won like the premier league like fifty thousand dollar pot
1: oh the like, pick em thing
2: yeah it came down to the tottenham wolves game and it ended 1-1 and that's what the guy picked you have wow. to like pick the scores and everything and they, i think he won it
1: i do that sometimes wow. and i always lose immediately i'm not good at that at all because Leeds <laughs> wins like five two and then i'm like i'm not I putting five two yeah
2: patrick bamford just tearing me apart i feel like though if every single spread
1: hits somebody in the 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 bookies is losing their job there's there's no no it's not camp. it's not just one it's not just the favorites like pit you pick one side of the oh, spread so there get, is a level okay 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 yeah, yeah it's generally going to be like minus 110 on both sides you know yeah so like pick the pats minus three or the jets plus three whatever it is has that ever happened have you done like you have any data on that i what
0: i'm sure
4: it has, has, has your happened.
1: bed ever hit i've done it one time and no but we did a pretty good job, so.
0: Yeah, it was all right. Uh, yeah. Could be better. We'll get there yeah. someday.
1: Probably not, but the odds are against us heavily. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very much so. So we're running out of time on the Zoom. Let's uh, go to the commercial and we'll come back and uh, roast on TA some more.
2: Ship my pants, right here? Ship my pants, you're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah, ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants, too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient.
4: I just shipped my drawers.
2: I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. If you can't find what you're looking for in store, we'll find it at kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free.
1: And welcome back to Jack on Jack on Race. We've got weeks and weeks of political discussion, we're going to hit it hard, and we're going to hit it good. Josh, roll us in.
0: All right. So, T.A., you made some trades this year. Which trade do you think put you on the path to uh, pancakes?
3: Demise. Pancakes? Mm. I mean, Ooh. That's, a, that's a great question. Mm. I mean, I want to say the Aaron Jones oh.
1: one, but I don't know that it was that terrible. I traded I traded TOF, um, Aaron Jones, Odell, and Ruggs for CMC and I think Landry or something. And then no, Ke- Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. It was Keenan Allen, right? Huge pickup. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like no. Keenan Keenan Allen was great for me. And then I, I immediately turned around and dished CMC to Jack C and got Julio. For as long as I had him, was was actually really good. So,
0: I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. That's a your tough, worst that's a trade question. might have been your worst trade might have been trading um, Ronald Jones for Devin Singletary. Yes, that that's the one or, for sure. Or that, trading Aaron Rodgers to me for Ronald Jones. Either one of those. Yeah. Although that was not as bad considering positional values, but
1: yeah yeah but so i had kyler right and if i would have held on to ronald jones i would have i would have had keenan allen julio and uh but ronald Jarvis. jones kind of peace didn't he like he had a so he, he had a tough couple like weeks last couple weeks well he had got last last surgery weeks, right hands thumbs I, I started
2: Fournette, and Fournette kept me out of the, the toilet bowl yeah
1: no but ronald jones had a great stretch there no, he did. Yeah, he did. At, the in playoffs. the middle of the season, okay, top yeah. ten running back, yeah. and then and then I had McKissick, who was fine. You know what I mean? And uh, honestly, yeah, right. I want to see it. That's yeah, because Gibson got hurt.
0: Had I not done that trade, I probably would have been in the playoffs. Honestly. Yeah, I. I mean, I still didn't. I think he sold very low on McCaffrey. You probably could have got way more for him, but it. In the end, it really didn't turn out to be. I
1: mean, that in bad. in hindsight, he any he getting anything one, for he him? He played
2: one week. after, yeah.
1: Yeah. so.
0: Yeah, you can say that now, but, like, I don't know. Against, I, I, think, I think I would have I would have paid more for McCaffrey, even.
3: but what you
0: ended up getting for him.
3: Mm. I mean, okay, you want to trade
1: for me in that situation next time? <laughs> you didn't make any offers.
0: Well, Josh I did
1: trade. Wonderful. He did trade for Jermaine all season, so, I mean. I mean, to, to be oh, fair,
2: think- though, the two people at the – the in the second McCaffrey trade, we're playing each other for pancakes, so that it's is not true. like McCaffrey had a huge impact. <laughs> it was a lose lose, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he never played, so I mean, I mean, look, I went and got Keenan Allen and Julio for a dud, so I mean, and that in that sense, honestly, surprisingly, Keenan Allen was the best part of that whole entire trade. Was. Yeah. he was very good, was dynamite, and Aaron Jones was sneaky, not that good down the stretch. Right? Like, I feel like after I got him, so I, I, I had a good feeling about that. Like, obviously, when I was on the podcast earlier, like, I had talked about, like, my uh, – I knew I had to come out with, like, at least two good running backs of the third out of the, the first three picks. Um, and I felt like I was, I was really debating this because I was like, no, like, he's going to be good. Like, I'm a believer in, in Green Bay this year. Like, Aaron Rodgers is really running the show. And, and, like, Aaron Jones has been great for me in the past. But I was like, there's no way his stock is going to be any higher. Like, I got I to gotta try to cash in. So I did, and I feel like it wasn't a terrible decision, hindsight 2020. I mean, say what you want during, but, I mean, I I, I just don't know. That,
0: that was tough. Yeah, I don't think you made any trades this year that were like, oh, wow, you got absolutely fleeced. But I don't think any of them really, like, helped you in the long run by any means, unless it was, like, there's some marginal trade I'm missing. Um, yeah, but – All of them were, I, like, either – like neutral or like maybe like slightly net loss trades for you.
1: Yeah, but like honestly, I I kind of disagree. Like if I would have held on to Ronald Jones, I feel like I, I would have been fine. I, I made that you're you're right. When I when I think about that, I knew that right after I traded him. Like the next week, I was like that that was a miss. I shouldn't have done that. And uh, when did you yeah, trade him? The rest is history. I I traded him. I think I did. I trade him to Hollis. No, yeah, but they when I traded him to. Trade him to Hollis
0: for a for like Devin Singletary and there were like random
3: receivers involved, I think. Yeah, n- none of those guys were that good.
1: Well, so Jones, he had his bye week thirteen, and he only played two out of the last four weeks. So you would you wouldn't have had him for 15-16. So he yeah, wouldn't but, have helped in the
2: I think it's more oh, like I, the that he... getting into playoffs kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah I exactly. get that,
2: but at the same time, he
1: scored he had like he had two good weeks coming up yeah, to but...
2: But if he yeah, but he, would we, he would be the RB two, he would also be his RB two.
1: And I had McKissick on my bench who went off the last two weeks, so I I, w- I had I had the depth. Like I, I would have yeah. been fine in that yes. result. Uh, and yeah, I I really right. like Singletary did nothing.
2: Like ja- he did Jacobs, nothing. Jacobs and Jones are like Jacobs gets the consistent carries and can have really good weeks, but can he can also have duds, which is what happened at the end. Mm, but I feel like sucks. if you're balancing those two, like yes, there might be a chance that like they both have terrible weeks, but at the same time they could put up like 70 points combined. And so I feel like if you're running yeah. those two together, that there's like, you, there's a, a greater chance that you're going to come out on the better. You're basically
1: side, full so. boom or bust at that point. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, then, then the Tyler other
1: spots in my lineup. Yeah. I, I had Keenan Allen and Kyler Murray who like any given week when those guys put up 20 or 30 points, like you, you're, you got a great shot there. I mean, I, I was just really getting killed in that running back spot in the flex spot. So, I mean, that, yeah, that was we, game my we had some. And, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I'm like during that stretch, I lost two games by less than three points. Yeah. So, I mean, any if I get two of those or one of them, I'm in a t- completely different boat. Totally.
0: You know what they say? Fantasy football is game inches. So, you know, as yeah. the adage goes, Jack, do you think the Kamara trade was just the the trade that put you over the top, or is there one? other trade that comes to mind for you in terms of saving your season, not saving your season, but you know,
3: winning you the league. Without that, I would, I wouldn't have won. Um, and again, like, like this year, like I ended up with like fortunate picks for like, they end up being studs. But at the end of the day, like I looked at it and like had also like bad vibes on the Seahawks in general. Like Russ was literally like probably like the top MVP candidate like the first...
1: they sneaky started getting worse too
3: yeah oh they were horrible no, Yeah. like dk metcalf was not good for like the past well he had like a couple decent weeks for like the past five weeks but like they played the rams championship weekend and like i had watched their game earlier in the year and like russ against nfc west teams is like actually like kind of a nightmare At least fantasy wise, all those games have been
1: like have been like thirteen to seven.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. As as a Seahawks fan, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that is because, like, yes, the NFC West teams were all pretty good this year, and like for a decent amount of the season, everybody was in playoff contention. But like, there's some sort of mentality thing. It's it's always seems to be with the Rams, especially like there's not high scoring games. It's it's for some reason they just like. I don't know if it's a coaching like block or like a mentality thing kind of going into those games, but for some reason those divisional games and especially with like LA, they there's not very like high scoring games. So well, it could
1: be because they have the best defense in the NFL. But I mean
3: you know, yes, this but this
2: is the podcast. They yet. also lost to the Jets. So <laughs> at Madison. But it's, it's funny it.
3: because Just both of them it. have like some of like the better offenses in the league, too. Yeah. No, but Jack,
1: I I will have to. I got to give you credit. Like you were very cognizant of needing to make one more move.
4: Yeah, for um, sure.
1: To to really like give yourself a good shot to win. You know, Um, like you you had it pretty well like thought out.
0: Lineup optimization, baby.
3: Juice that starting lineup. Well, the funny thing is, I ended up picking horribly the last week, and Kamara totally bailed me out. Like. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah you, I'm you, sorry. you a lot of that.
2: points on your bench. I gave you terrible advice. Gaskin had like thirty points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, Me and Jack talked about this for like an hour, and <laughs> we're both like, "Le'Veon Bell makes sense," and then boom. <laughs> yeah,
3: no shot. Uh, no, guys. but like when you have a go for fifty points it's over. Yeah, which hurts it, you it's sometimes. Over. But I only won by six at the end or something. It was it was single digits. Yeah. But at the that end of the day, sense. like I was spoiled of options. And like, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, if I would be starting Jalen hurts in the championship game after having Russ, who's like an MVP candidate, like I would have like crazy kind of chuckled.
2: The other thing that uh, really killed Joe was your defense (laughs) the last week. What happened? He started Philly D against Dallas, which is not a bad play because Dallas has been terrible all year, but Philly got minus five. And on his bench, he had Carolina at Washington and Carolina was 19 points. So those are basically
1: a, the same play in my there's opinion. There was a
2: 24 point difference though, in defense. Though. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's insane well, that's,
1: actual. isn't that funny how there's probably a 24 point difference there, a 24 point difference between Le'Veon Bell and Miles Gaskin, I would say ish.
2: Mm-hmm. I think 20, more. it was 27.
1: Yeah. And so if Alvin Kamara didn't have the best fantasy game of anybody all season, it was over solely because of those two decisions. You would yeah, have had no, the win exactly. on your bench, that would have been hilarious. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> two two
1: wins on the bench. Yeah.
2: Well, he even Brought he up. had Juju with 20 points that like if he had played over David Moore, which was that's a potential consideration to switch those two. Like you could have almost scored two hundred points, I think. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So
3: I'm Carson never should. gonna play DJ Moore again in my life. He is the most <laughs> frustrating fantasy player I've ever had.
1: You could, have, you could have taken Amari Cooper from me. We were talking about that for a while. That would have been just like a shit trade for both of us. We would have both been angry about it. That <laughs> doesn't make sense for anyone. They've no both been class, up and down. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait. What did I hear? Maddie and shit trades? What? Oh, yeah, TA? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I,
4: didn't I, only make tra- trades, really.
1: I only traded a few times this season. I tried trading a lot, but couldn't really come out. Uh, I was super... I, yeah, we had the... T- Dude, that was an excellent trade for both of us. The Tannehill for Justin Jefferson trade.
0: Yeah, but I didn't do anything with Jefferson. I tried to flip him, but I didn't I didn't get any Hollis value.
1: texted me after I did that, and he was like, what the hell are you doing? Justin Jefferson <laughs> is like a top five receiver. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's good, but like, look at Ryan cool. Tannehill's playoff schedule. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: I mean, J- Jefferson ended up being really,
1: really good, though. He did, but so did Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs against these terrible teams.
4: So he, I'm he very,
1: and I had a terrible quarterback situation. I just could not pick the right quarterback ever.
0: Yeah. That's not a trade. I remember fondly. Um, yeah. At least flipping
3: daddy, do you think like, you'll, do you think you'll value like a quarterback more next year after this experience or I'm so curious? I've, cause I know we went over this earlier in the year.
4: Yeah.
1: I, Josh and I have talked at length about this, just cause both of us are in the same camp of not really valuing quarterbacks that much outside of the, um, I don't know, outside of where they kind of make sense draft position-wise, like if you grab Mahomes in like the third round or, I don't know, at this point, Kyler probably up there as well. Um, And if they fall to you, you take them. But at the same time, like I got Stafford in like the 12th round, and I felt amazing about that because I felt as though Stafford was going to be as good as like a Dak Prescott or like up there near those guys. And then some of those like Russ and Dak Prescott and a few guys just went to stardom at least in the first half of the season. Um, so I, I I struggle with it because I want to say yes, because I need to say yes, because my season was so poor this year at the quarterback position. But at the same time, I know the mantra, like if I if I had chosen the other quarterback, which in like toss-up matchups, I would have been just fine. I would have scored totally fine at the quarterback position. So I don't think I'm going to change my mantra too much, but I don't know. Sometimes, I mean we all know sitting in that draft room, we've all got our strategies going into it. And then when the guy you wanted gets taken one pick ahead of you, you go into full panic mode and have no idea what's going on. And you end up drafting Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round. And then (laughs) things go crazy until the end of the season where he's the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. (laughs) He ended up, he ended up as the seventh, uh, seventh ranked running back.
2: (laughs) I thought that was, I was, I was cracking up like at the end because we had talked a lot about jonathan taylor over the entire season for trades because he was kind of like the somebody that you'd be willing to part with but the was like a good enough like and i always
1: teed it up as like he's the starting position is weird but if he's starting he will be a top five running back for you
2: yeah and we were both like kind of going back and forth on it and like i think at one point like even we were in negotiating you're like i don't feel great about the rest of his season no and then (laughs) like he just explodes in the end but yeah yeah I gotta say yeah. though, my biggest regret from the draft was not taking more quarterbacks. So, how many? Yeah, how, yeah,
1: seriously, you could. Well, you should have traded one of. You should have traded Josh Allen before week like twelve or whatever the hell. I, I had
2: him. a small thought while we were drafting, as all uh, my entire plans were like fading into <laughs> what this?
1: that you drafted two top three quarterbacks
2: that i should have drafted russ i should have drafted russ in like the fifth round so i would have had Mahomes, russ and josh allen and then just tried to like do stuff
4: (laughs) yeah you could have done a lot
2: (laughs) that would have been different.
3: for that being said like i I think the reason why that would have worked and like something i was looking at after
1: the season i was like what the hell happened was that i think it's all about like you getting like above average points for the draft slot at their position Yes. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. So like you
1: you got like you like while it makes no sense to draft three quarterbacks in the first five rounds like if like if that if that what happened this year happens again like that works out perfectly for you because then you're swinging above average at all those picks and you can trade to anybody you know yeah because you can get less for it
0: you have to actually
2: flip them
1: though yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, so know, does it, you can does lose you put the stress a on bit. yourself to do that. But. Does it
1: make sense then to try to draft, like, what if you went crazy, and in your first three picks, you drafted Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller? Do you think, think that, that would lead to success? Valuable. Because it's, Kelsey, I, is, Kelsey is a wide receiver top Four wide receiver now. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is ludicrous.
2: Kelsey is a borderline yeah. first round pick at this point. which Oh, I don't
1: insane. even think borderline. I think he's a bona fide first round pick at this point. Kittle. Yeah, but, I mean Kittle's I that's hard. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying Kittle is the funny thing is Kittle's also the best blocking tight end in the NFL, which is hilarious that he's also like like Kelsey doesn't do anything in the blocking game, but Kittle's like an incredible football player by far the best tight end in the NFL like as a complete player overall. Yeah. 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 But is still like probably a second round pick next year at tight end, just because of what he can produce. And then Waller at the end of the year, he put on a show on the Raiders. Gonna on the
4: round next
1: year. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think he'll be up there with Kittle, which is nuts. Cause he's, he's more like Kelsey. He just lines up in wide receiver positions half the time and then runs down the field and catches 10 balls a game.
0: Yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to see, those three guys picked in the top 15 picks of a lot of drafts next year. Just yeah. tight end is a wasteland after that. Yeah, exactly. You're probably, probably going to see TJ Hawkinson get picked in like very early. You're going to see Mark Andrews get picked very early just because people don't want to go through the pain of starting like who is some random like Cole Komet or you know, like that. Yeah, just,
1: Logan Thomas. Bad. Yeah. Dude, Logan
2: ever. Thomas turned it on. That was my I almost <laughs> submitted I a waiver
1: claim.
2: I almost <laughs> submitted a waiver claim for him the week like the week like leading up to my matchup with Chuck. And if I had done that, I would have made the playoffs and like potentially won the championship because Logan Thomas was putting up double digit points every single week for the rest of the year.
1: Don't you even bring up Logan Thomas. <laughs> I'm pretty
2: sure
0: Logan Thomas, no joke, finishes the number four tight end. No, really?
2: He, yeah, he turned it on the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I'm serious. Like, he that's
0: serious. Some... But that's a testament to tight end is that Logan Thomas, who TJ was – TJ Hines,
3: I think. Okay. was four, uh, yeah. Thomas must have been five. But a guy that was – At the draft. <laughs> uh,
0: Thomas is so relevant, like, early in the year, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, he just turns it on at the end of the year. Like Drew says – and he ends up being the fifth-ranked tight end. I mean, it's they're called, like, onesie positions, so, I mean, you only pick one of them. But if you have one of those guys, like, if you have Kelsey, you have an automatic matchup advantage. And yeah. the, the advantage you have is so stark because the drop-off yeah. between, like, Cook and McCaffrey to, like, Aaron Jones is, like, pretty considerable, but not – as high as like kelsey to waller to kittle which
1: brings up interesting conundrums after like the fifth or sixth pick next year which is do you go for a running back like a austin eckler or something at like the 12th pick or do you just pick kelsey if he's still there or do you even do you pick waller at like the 12th pick Because you might at that point, because Eckler could be a running back two, a running back three for all, you know, and Waller can be a dominant um, dominant top two or three tight end at that point, which is basically adding another wide receiver one to your team. Yeah, I I think like, and I've done that strategy before. And it's actually, I've had it go both ways on me. One time, I think I got like Jimmy Graham when he had one of his great seasons, and I and I wound up like finishing high in that league. But because I, I felt like uh, the other time I drafted uh, Kittle, and and he got hurt in like the third week, and yeah. my season was over. Like it's over. Like because if you miss out on your first like first rounder anyway, but if you miss out on a first rounder and then you like you spent it on a tight end, and and now you drop down all the way to that tier below, like like in the bottom tier of tight end, like I think that you're just you're done. You know
3: what I mean? -hmm. It's a a huge risk-reward play, I think. I I was terrified the whole year about Kelsey getting injured, so I always held tight ends on my bench, who were, like, of decent standing. Like, I had Tanyan, I had Engram for a while. Like, I always was, like, very conscientious of that, because I mean, granted, like, they wouldn't cover him, like, to any extent of his normal average point showing, but, like, the the people you would get below even those guys is like still a huge difference. Totally agree. And then like yeah. a lot of
1: those situations too like running backs just go down, right? It's just part of it, you know? So like there's always decent like you can you can salvage running backs and wide receivers off a waiver. Like there's always there's always a few waiver wire picks that you can muster up to especially if you're on top of it like Josh where you can kind of save it but <laughs> if you have it like a tight end and there's nobody out there it's just it's
3: it's it's you're you're in a wasteland
2: well i think you yeah, know it, uh, it can go cuz like i think jack's a great example of this this year especially because your first pick was Derrick henry and then second round was travis kelsey so that's exactly what we're talking about you know the tight and end both
1: are both o- way outperformed their adp yeah. yeah
2: and then your third round pick um Where'd he go? He disappeared. Oh, he's back. Who was your third round pick? Do you know do you remember?
1: DJ Moore. Was it yeah. DJ
2: Moore? Probably DJ. It's yeah, a, a nightmare.
3: <laughs> so that's your <laughs> that's your like
2: first that. receiver, but then but then fourth round, you luck out and you pick Metcalf. And he turns out to be like the number one wide receiver for like Two thirds of the season ish. Yeah, you kind of tailed off towards the end, but you also traded him. But, you know, you're, you were kind of towing that fine line of like, if, if you pick that tight end early and you sacrifice your second round pick or potentially a, a late first round pick on one of those tight ends and you, you're losing that kind of value of like, if you had drafted like a receipt, like you could have drafted like Tyreek Hill at the same time at Kelsey kind of ish, you know, there's that trade off and you just happen to, kind of look out with the draft picks later down the road where you built a good base to kind of fill in and they ended up out overperforming where you were drafting them.
3: To be honest, I think my draft was like emotionally based off my prior season where like, I also had Engram the year before and he had injury problems, even though like he was a stud on his given week. But for some reason that year, like, the tight end position, I think even more so than this past year, was, like, there were, like, two guys that were solid. And then everyone else was, like, a total toss-up. So, like, I definitely, like, that was one of, like, the things I knew that I wanted to do, where, like, I wanted to prioritize, prioritize like, getting one of the better tight ends because that position is just so limited as far as volume goes. But, yeah, I mean, 100%, like, it it worked out well um, like down the line. But at the end of the day, like as TA mentioned, if, if any of those guys get injured and like you're taking those guys so high in the draft, it's a, it's a huge risk.
0: There's, there's a lot of different strategies that I think people are going to employ next year, whether it's tight ends or, uh, picking quarterbacks early because people probably struggled with guys like Stafford and Wentz. Um, And it'll be really interesting to see how it pivots. And one thing I've really noticed is that there's going to be a lot of like players entering their second and third year that are going to be very um, juicy, like second or third round picks. Like guys like CeeDee Lamb and like T. Higgins and DeAndre Swift and Calvin Ridley. Like, I feel like there's a kind of like a glutton of talent, like especially young talent in the NFL right now. And I'm really curious how that's going to impact fantasy football next year and years to come.
1: Can we talk about T. Higgins and how Drew offered me Josh Allen for T. Higgins straight up, and I denied him at the end of the season? (laughs) Yeah, you're an idiot, dude. Yeah, that was silly.
0: You were like so um, – what's the word I'm looking for here? You just did not like Josh Allen at all. I didn't like his matchups, but I
1: loved Ryan Tannehill's matchups, and I didn't want to run into – okay, who do you think scored more points in week 15-16? Let me look. Josh,
2: Josh, Allen. Josh,
1: Allen, dude. He was Josh Allen went off, dude. Let me
0: look, dude, let me look, let me look. Dude, if Josh, Josh, if Josh Allen, what? In the what? final
3: drive, I would have been
1: shocked. I feel like you value matchups like a ton versus just like overall talent. Like if you compare Tannehill to Allen, I feel like it's not even close, but like you're weighing like so highly their matchups. Do you always like prefer just the matchups or do you just like look at them at face value and say, this guy's just unquestionably been at least a top three quarterback all year. Well, it depends depends what I'm preparing for. So like for me, I was literally like from week 10 on, I was only preparing for week 15 and 16 because I had a buy secured. Basically I wasn't going to make the playoffs. I thought I was going to come in last. So I thought I was going to have a buy. And it was funny because me and Jack actually talked a lot because we were the only two who had secured first round buys him for the winner's bracket and me for the loser's bracket. So we were both prepping for week 15, 16. And so I was only looking at those weeks. And so I optimized my entire lineup for it. And it ended up working out, thankfully. But I'm looking, Josh Allen put up 70 points between those two weeks, which is crazy. And Ryan Tannehill definitely did not put up that many points throughout those weeks.
3: They, they had a stinker against the Packers. That was like a nightmare of a game.
1: The Titans. Yeah. 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 So he put up 37 against Detroit and then he put up 16 against green Bay. So he put up, uh, 53 in total, which is, uh, 17 less than Allen. So Allen that, did that's way still better. Not
3: bad though.
1: I mean, um, I fifth week 15 is when I got out of the playoffs. So his 37 points, that's funny. Him and Josh Allen both rushed for two touchdowns that week, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. But that thankfully Josh, worked out. Josh for
2: us. Allen is a goal line back.
1: He, is. he really is. So is Ryan Tannehill at this point, even with yeah. the best goal line back in the league <laughs> <Like Derek laughs> on his team. Yeah. Also,
2: uh, oh, who God, sorry. sorry, who who lost the bet between Josh and Madison? Was it Josh, I believe? What bet? The uh, uh Derrick Henry um, Ezekiel Elliott bet. Oh,
1: I won that bet big time. And have you yeah. have you been
2: paid? I just want to make sure. For oh yeah, teams. Josh. They, Josh they paid
1: me for all bets that were, especially the what was it, the AFC East, <laughs> that the Pats wouldn't win the AFC East this year. Oh, that, was a, that was a that was a clean that. that was a clean win for me. On, Josh, you know you can't bet on your emotional teams. It never works.
2: <laughs> I just love that, like the caveat to the bet for Derrick Henry though was your Madison. You said I I will. Back that Derek, I stand by this, will beat Ezekiel Elliott in rushing yards, but I still stand by he's not good at football. Yes, and he was the league leading rusher.
1: No, I don't think he's a talented football player. Is he an effective football player? You said he's not
2: good at football.
1: I don't think he's a talented. What are you talking about, Maddie?
4: The guy's a walking glitch.
1: No, he's in a walking glitch. He's a very effective football player. He just runs in straight lines and runs people down. Do I think he's like a (laughs) talented football player? I do not. But he's two hundred and forty-five pounds and
0: outruns DBs.
1: I agree with everything you're saying. He is a freight train. Yeah, he's
0: but, kind of an alligator, though. He can't really like move side to side. But if he gets like a head of steam, like yeah. you're not, you're not. Stuck. I mean, that's what they said yes. about
2: Metcalf too, and then he just started tearing people up. Yeah, that's he's still, he like,
0: still is that. Guys, let's talk about player. the Seahawks.
2: <laughs> you
1: guys heard right. about this team All from Seattle? Let's go Seattle. to commercial, and then we'll go to the lightning yeah. round. Goodbye. No,
0: I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. I can't. But, what uh, yeah dude we've been on for like an hour we have to do lightning Boo. round now
2: let's
0: don't you want to hear me do cycle. like a terrible should like, we do it without thing? you yeah you guys you guys go ahead oh
1: well i don't want to lose you
2: <laughs> hold me because i'm uh. i'm sorry let's do a quick one i got this, this
1: is lightning. lightning all right we'll do it without you but fuck it we'll do it live
4: Hey, kids, follow the bouncing plate. Oink, oink, Zoo Pals.
1: Buzz, buzz, Zoo Pals. Quack, quack, Zoo Pals.
4: Zoo Pals make it fun. When you clean your plate. Then you see their face. Hoot, hoot, Zoo Pals. Ribbit, ribbit, Zoo Pals.
1: Oh yeah, he's got this long, beautiful, flowing, curly hair, and he used to be a sprinter. So when he would run, it would bounce behind him. I we've he's a we've sprinter. been see him
2: being like a distance runner, but I wouldn't see him being like a. Like oh no, no he's guard. built. He's, he's
1: built for speed.
2: In in really? high in yeah. high school, he was easily the fastest out of all of us. Over oh like yeah, 100 by meters, far, 100, wow. 200 meters. Yeah. yeah,
1: Josh was super. He was on our high school. He was a he was like one of the top uh, one hundred. He, he and,
2: ran in state. Yeah, yeah,
1: two hundred runners, for
2: yeah,
3: huh. He was a running back too, right?
1: Yeah, he was our—he was the running back. Me and Drew uh, painted our chest with his number for one of his last games in our high school uh, football team. And Josh, are you going to
2: tell? Are you going to tell the full story? I'm not going to tell the full story. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> we need
1: the full story. Um. No, I'm not gonna tell the full story.
4: <laughs> I will tell you. My, my mom. My
1: mom was painting our chest, and she felt super weird about painting Drew's chest, so she like closed her eyes and painted his chest. But Drew, <laughs> we, we're not telling the full story. Okay,
4: okay. Um, come
1: on, why? So me and drew got hammered and then we went to watch the game and then josh got in we were like winning what are you shaking your head at I didn't cross, hammered. did you cross dress oh, again
2: don't, dude, don't put me under this you sorry your influence i was
1: hammered and drew was totally sober and we had a great time but we went to we went to the game and josh got a handoff like a power no it was left. a swing
2: pass it was a, a swing
1: pass. pass to the left he, From like the
2: forty-five yard line.
1: Yeah, forty-five yard line. He cruised back. He cruised by a guy, and the cornerback came to tackle him, and Josh just jumped over him and her- completely hurled him and ran in for like a forty-five yard touchdown. Oh, it was that incredible. Was the we went happiest absolutely happiest I've ever been. It was, yeah, in my life. I don't think, yeah, it, my wedding day won't even be happier than that. I, I, right. I've had the wedding day. Josh <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's yeah, it's up Josh. there. <laughs> All right, let's go to the lightning round. Okay, my,
2: my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, for both of you, what player let you down the most this year? Probably Ta more than Jack for this one. Wow, I mean that, that's a dagger. Yeah. Um, I mean it's, it's it's easily Singletary for sure. Yeah, that that's right. I mean, yeah, and then he just like, I mean, it, Jacobs in a way too. I mean that 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 squat down at the uh, at the oh, one yeah. yard line that. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, because Corey, I mean, and Corey David's getting zero. I mean, yeah, there's just so many. And you you benched things. him for his crazy week, right? No, I I played. I mean, I had, I went and checked it. Like there was nothing else managerially I could have done. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I called everything right in the, down the stretch. So I, 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 no, I don't think I sat him for his
3: massive. Or yeah, one of his massive weeks I did, but not during the, the loser's bracket. Yeah, okay. So I hope I don't know if that was a really roundabout way of answering your question, but yeah. Jack. For sure. But like who? DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, but in a sense, like he was oddly he would get you like six points, but then I would bench him for weeks that he would put up like twenty. Yeah. So it was just like a it was a frustrating relationship. And yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I will never have him again.
1: That whole team. Well, those was also hard. Overbust. They lost CMC. Yeah, they lost CMC. Yeah,
3: but they also I had. They Teddy Bridgewater had, cannot throw it further than twenty yards either. And well, they also G.G. had. Three was like their deep threat.
1: Very talented receivers. They had uh, well, Robbie, Anderson yeah, and Robbie Anderson. Yeah, wasn't Robbie Curtis Samuel. Curtis yeah, Samuel, Samuel
3: became the man. honestly. yeah, at the end,
1: he's he's very he's, talented. He plays running back yeah, sometimes a too, which is cool. He's like a yeah, well, Tyreek Hill like an, type. He went like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, and not Yeah, I think Chuck had him all year.
2: Classic.
3: One Chuck, some big matchups. He was kind of a stud. Yeah. Drew?
2: Hey!
1: Wow, that was great. That was good. (laughs) Good job. All right. Who are you guys going to be hunting for next year in the draft, do you think? Jack, you first.
3: To be honest, I always go running back first. Mm -hmm. I just weigh it higher i would love to get kelsey again but we'll see if that's possible it's
1: it's gonna be so hard i think just after this year and i can't imagine well you know what i'm gonna sound like an idiot when he's better than the top wide receiver next year in points but i can't imagine i'd expect him to
3: surpass this year yeah but i i do definitely still value a a good tight end so Mm -hmm. i think that will be in my consideration wow you can't you can't not talk about justin tucker (laughs) sixth round come on i'll leave him late how high would you go
1: how high would you go
3: dude the funny thing is like he wasn't good
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was the best part about the whole thing
3: yeah no all right i didn't say this ever but like i was going to drop him because there were some good options you should have quietly Um, done it no because i knew it wouldn't have gone unseen yeah but i like for the playoffs, I was actually going to drop him. But then at this point, I was like, I'm committed. Like, yeah. And they had a good playoff schedule, too. But he got me like seven points a week. Like he was by no means like a great fantasy player.
1: You know who goes that high? I think next year is Koo. That guy is a monster.
2: Yeah, dude. He yeah. was crushing with him. He has 20 yeah, point Koo... constantly.
1: So being in Atlanta, like. Felipe, but a Raiders fan. He He chokes. Like, I, no, what? The when is he choked? Fan, are you kidding me? He, he choked at the end of the year. Last game. Yeah, he choked like two, three times. But for the rest of the year, he was absolute dynamite. He was on a, te- I, they were like four and 11. What is he going to do? Who cares? He's in the playoffs, baby. You got to have the, the horse with the finishing power. Well, they're not in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I'm talking about for fantasy. Yes. The guys, yes. when it comes to be clutch time, you can't have a missing field goals.
2: You know who doesn't miss field goals? Jason okay. Myers, sick
1: dude.
2: You but, should have done a lightning but right after that. What's fun is I don't think Jason Myers missed a field goal the entire year, uh-huh. but he missed like four extra points. Wow, that's pretty insane. <laughs> somebody tweeted like, somebody like, we should just keep a bag over his head so he doesn't know when he's going out for a field goal versus an extra point, so he just makes them all <laughs> because he just keeps missing <laughs> extra points, but he's nailing every single field goal. All
1: right, Drew, light it up. wow two for two i thought you, so you you pulsed and i thought it wasn't there and then we i was were okay. i was
2: waiting for the pause a little you did, bit You I th- did an I think,
1: excellent job
2: i think we, you know are i think you're right you know if we let the talking kind of settle down yeah, just give it like a, a okay. you know half second beat
1: all right between you two and i know i've i've pitted jack in this conversation plenty of times uh throughout the years that we've known each other but generally with hollis i think but between the two of you who could eat more pancakes in 30 minutes
3: uh, I don't know. My, my mind is kind of on Jack. Hollis. I'm sorry. Ta is more capable than Hollis for sure.
1: No, not between oh, Ta and it's Hollis. A, it's it's between you and, me and
3: Ta. one no, before I answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: way more capable, but his supple chest can't. <laughs> <laughs> So I will say I, I was looking up DK Metcalf and you know how it says, uh, it says like the player's name when you look him up and then the team abbreviation that he's on and Hollis's is just come. <laughs> okay. So who, between the two of you, who could eat more pancakes in 30 minutes? I'm thinking a light drizzle of syrup, but that's about it. Just plain old short stack
3: pancakes.
1: Like you want me to go first? Or you want to go first, Jacko?
3: I I, I would take it I think you would take it yeah yeah no I'm fully in agreement with that
1: Jack, seen your boy put down some food but pancakes just aren't my thing
3: oh no T I'm definitely going to have like a decent amount with you um, at the draft I'll I'll go for a good amount of time I think
1: we should do a. I think we should do a team dinner in in IHOP at least with you in that like, suit
3: at hour at hour 10 for like CL. after
1: after who songs after we've <laughs> had smothered burritos yes true
2: I, I have a quick uh ta have you decided on your time frame like what when are you start like what's your 24 hours have you, have you thought about that
0: am i allowed to pick
2: yeah, yeah you do it, you're in
1: charge oh i'm i'm 100 rolling in from a night out and going straight to ihop you're going I'll, at like I'll, 2, 2 a.m <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no I mean yeah, probably like three or four, but uh. you're gonna fall asleep at the table. <laughs> exactly. I'll eat eat five, take a nap, eat five, and then hopefully people will come help me out. but, but <laughs> yeah. if you get thrown out, the time stops. Exactly. It's a great strategy. Ah, I guess. Throw that is, up for yeah. sleeping. Go back in the morning. Yeah, smart. I like it. It's also minus 10 pancakes for getting thrown out, or isn't it? Or can I just leave? I thought it's over. You can leave once you've cranked out the 24 hours slash pancakes. Okay, but I thought if I get actually forcibly removed, it counts for something. No, you don't get a bonus. You should get a penalty, if anything.
2: I think I suggested (laughs) something like that, but I don't know if it was ever... (laughs) Who doesn't have jurisdiction yet? He's not
1: the oh, Josh. Said, huh?
3: I think Callahan said that God, this was a couple of weeks ago. And it's hard to keep up with the group chat, to be honest. But there was definitely something about like a reduced sentence for getting forcibly removed from an IHOP.
1: Yeah. I think you should have a sentence tacked on, but that's just me as the commissioner talking. So you are matter. you are the overlord. That is true. All right. Who's a better oh shit? Sorry, Drew. Uh sound. Okay,
2: hold on. I was looking up the group text.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Just a, it's just a a primo episode right now, Drew. Well done. Who's yeah, a better
2: not, I, I won't say this live, you know, so don't tell anybody, but maybe it's Josh's fault. It cause... could be. Maybe we'll just do it
1: without him from now on. Yeah. Although who will intro Jack on Jack on race besides Josh? I don't know. I think you do a great <laughs> job with that. Thanks, Dad. All right. Who's a better shooter in craps? And I guess we'll find this out with Jack's, uh, um, Jack, I don't think we've rolled out your, as the new czar of draft order decision-making, I don't think we've rolled out your, um, strategy to our listeners yet.
3: Simple process, Madison. Okay. Um, so we're going to hit Vegas, craps table, all 12 of us around the table, and we are going to count, how long each person's craps role goes and then that will decide the order. Is it and, time
1: or is it r- number of rolls?
3: Because then you can single-handedly you can show like, both yeah, which i I like yep. for the element of playing craps, but mm-hmm. like for actual important matters like draft order, no. I think we'll just do we'll just do how many roles you last.
1: And I'll put you on the spot. What happens in the event of a tie?
3: I got to go again, right?
1: Yeah, that, that probably seems like the most logical. <laughs> <Can> we <laughs> well, we, we got to stay, stay now. For, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, uh, we're going to stay anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. you, know what? you know what? Yeah, I like that. We'll do that too. <laughs> we just I mean, have them square the off.
1: Guys. Yeah, especially if they're the two top guys. Everybody's going to want them to go again anyway. So we'll move them back up. Well, the tie isn't just for the top. It could be tie for last.
3: It'll also- yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think that'll actually be a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, well, that'll be perfect. I think it's the perfect
3: Vegas draft
1: decision order. Uh,
3: hey, is it is it a rule? Is it just Jack? Is is
1: like getting the per- permission for this year to decide like how we pick the draft order next year? Or is it like the winner every year gets to decide it? Well, Jack has self-proclaimed and I've also given the permission after the self-proclamation of him being the decision czar. so you need to take that up with him. Okay. This, this has been my complaint with the
3: league the entire year. What?
1: You've had 900 complaints
3: with (laughs) the league. This cannot be the one. (laughs) I've only had one complaint all year.
2: (laughs) This is a very votable issue
3: and it's, it's completely being you're going to vote over. against
1: this. This is the best idea we've had for the league all year. Yeah, but if it's just Jack, I feel like if it should be voted on if it's just Jack or if it's
3: the winner every year gets to decide the draft we, order next time. We can talk about secession next year, but yeah,
1: I mean, Jack's the czar, yeah. so take it up with While him. While you're
3: in power, not everybody's no, in but Washington, we, we man. can decide after. We'll just let's just see how this goes the first time.
1: <laughs> well, I, we might as well just do this every year. I mean, it's gonna go well. It can't That's not it. go it's, well. It's unless great. we all roll a fucking two and then we're toast. I'm gonna get.
3: I'm gonna get fucking sixth again. <laughs> and I'm gonna lose my shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, you. He's roll. gonna be.
2: He's gonna be so pissed that he got six, and then at the end of the year he'll win again. And be meanwhile, like, oh, Hollis bummer. is on like the
1: hard ten on the other side, just like <laughs> raking in cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. How? Oh wait. Sorry, Drew. Okay wow well done Wait, what was even the question that we <laughs> it was before? who's a better shooter in craps but i thought we'd move on i don't think we even answered No, who is <laughs> i don't know cool all right how like, many you... I, <laughs> huh? yeah, it would are be you better, better. Are i would you... love
3: no i i would trust you i i would actually like to play with you as long as you blow on my dice
1: oh that's fun <laughs> <laughs>
3: drew hit the lightning
1: <laughs> Damn it, Drew. <laughs>
4: Dude, wow. I think you're We're right, going, man. So it is. I it's think, the ring. It's the it's ring. The, yeah. It's the ring.
2: So, yeah.
1: All right. How many drinks do you think it would take for you to get married in Vegas at the draft?
3: I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. That's-
1: so, TA, Victoria's League might do their draft in Vegas the same weekend we do. So, you're saying I'm going to get married to one of them? Maybe Victoria, but probably not. Who's Victoria again?
2: (laughs) She's Veronica's sister.
1: (laughs) It's funny because TA was like being totally serious, and then she's like, yeah, let's roll this off. That that was a joke. (laughs) That was great. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. What do you think, two, three? Two, three drinks? Yeah.
3: I think (laughs) (laughs) you'd go pretty
1: quickly.
2: Come on. A light buzz, like you can. I you can, oh, yeah. you can like maybe legally drive, but you're getting married.
1: Yeah, as long as I can get in an
3: old. We right actually way, got like like, maybe two or <laughs> like Hollis and Ta just got shit faced, or like maybe Callahan. Oh, and, and get then, like, like we a we domestic just... partnership or
2: something. Yeah, <laughs> Bingo, that would be, be great,
1: <laughs> bro. It makes sense for tax purposes.
2: <laughs> honestly i'll be a a little disappointed if ta and jack don't get married
1: i mean by the way they talk to each other i it's it's (laughs) bound to happen at one
2: point i'm not even part of the chat and i still know (laughs) about this it's it's hilarious no but um but (laughs) for
1: some reason i just picture like that end photo like credits of the first hangover and that being the scenario on draft weekend that I just like cannot imagine that happening. Oh, that'd be so good. We Can we get like anyway. a GoPro? Can we get someone to like GoPro the whole thing? I, I have like that, a GoPro. Excellent. Can i strap never it? used. Can you strap it to like... Because my, be f-
2: my mom gave it to us for Christmas and we're never going to use it. Now I don't know what to do with it, but this seems like a great idea.
1: I think this is exactly what need to do with it. Whose chest would it be most fun to strap it to? Two
3: would be a good candidate
1: yeah i mean ta oh, would just be gosh. madness the whole time which would be great
3: like dambro would be fun rap. i
1: think dambro <laughs> dambro gets into some mischief
3: <laughs> dambros would get covered in like some type of food extra oh yeah immediately and you would miss out on like half of the half of the movie <laughs> uh, Drew, hello
1: excellent all right what's the punishment for next year
4: we, jo- I, hey, Josh Josh is robbing,
1: overlord. Huh? Do we get to decide this now? Do we have full authority? Uh, or is it gonna go well, to a league vote? We don't have a we don't have a czar yet, but to be honest with you, TA, if I were to appoint a czar, it would probably be you. <laughs> Let's go. The um. punishments are <laughs> the pu- <laughs> That's gross. Well, all right, what is it? <laughs> the punishments. <bro. laughs> oh, there's multiple. honestly that would be kind of funny so josh has been lobbying hard for vasectomy for years i mean jesus christ that's that's, that's way too much i don't
2: think it's time yet i might intentionally lose (laughs) again my wife
1: does not listen to this podcast
2: (laughs) if she (laughs) does i'll go down that road
4: let me get another bird light platinum (laughs)
2: I so
1: would like. I no, would no, it further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely further down the line. But like, what? Like, are you at all worried about the reversibility of it? Or are you like out on the kids thing? Like, what's the reason? We're not going to do for? a vasectomy. I'll just, <laughs> no, just let me ashamed. just like, put like, that out just, there. Yeah. I, okay. I, I get that. Like, no, Josh like, yeah, just thinks it'd be hilarious. It. Yeah. And, and I have Maddie. This is my department. I got full. Sorry. Reign this. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I gave you. Yeah. you jurisdiction 45 <laughs> seconds ago. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> but Drew, what, what, what are the reasoning for getting it so young?
1: Like, are you a full believer in the reversibility? Are you just out on kids or. Drew what, already has nine kids. He doesn't need any more.
2: Yeah, dude, you gotta stop at some point. I mean, and I, I, I take after my quarterback. It's just, it's all about sex. You know, Russell Wilson doesn't talk unless it's about sex. So it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard to stop.
1: I just think the whole virgin
2: thing of him, a myth.
1: Isn't he a born again? I don't think he's a virgin. Is
2: he? He's definitely not a virgin. I don't, I think he, I think him and Sierra waited till marriage apparently, but since they've been married, he's been very openly horny as Josh likes to point out. He is the most publicly horny quarterback in the NFL. Interesting.
3: And Philip so Rivers is, is in the NFL. Triple, and that's why the triple pump fake Melkshus cured him early.
1: <laughs> who are the you horniest thought, guys in the
4: draft? <laughs> I, I,
3: I thought he was with his Wisconsin
1: girl who wound up cheating on him. I thought that they were celibate. Wow, what a loss for her monetarily. <laughs> Seriously, she put up with him all, through all the amateur days and missed out on the big one. Wow. Um, any punishment ideas oh or, i mean or just you're gonna lock in the lightning
2: no i want to hear no, more I, mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't think we've got I, enough
1: i had a great suggestion for uh uh for this like the 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 rookie dinner i think would be hilarious where they gotta uh, buy like yeah like a dinner for the whole team and just get ridiculed the whole time that'd be great during the um, draft or like yeah, during the draft the right right. yeah they would buy the who songs <laughs> dinner or something yeah i i think that's yeah um I mean, and then the 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 nipple ring or the tattoo is just like pretty funny but it's just super serious oh the tattoo league uh, would be so good we would be so, I, we. oh
2: dude I'd i think it be your
3: foot or something yeah like yeah you, you can make it work yeah
2: dude I, I the level forehead my anxiety was at with just <laughs> eating pancakes oh yeah you're telling me i have to get a permanent stamp on my body yeah no way there's there's gonna be some
1: issues. Drew, just do your anchor right on the chest in that exact
3: spot.
2: I oh, think would that, perfect. I would do that.
1: <laughs> well, if we're talking anchor. <laughs>
2: Let's I know, cracking.
3: Uh, I know Toph was talking about doing like weekly punishments, which I also like. Like his I think were like a little maybe too severe, but I've heard other leagues where
1: chop off your pinky dirt.
3: finger. <laughs> No, like, during normal times, like, where you would actually go into the office, it'd be, Mm. like, the person with the lowest score each week had to wear, like, a puka shell necklace. Oh, that would be hilarious. So, like, something like that would be, like, kind of funny. That'd be awesome. I would love to see Chuck wearing a puka shell That's just another Thursday
2: for me, man.
3: (laughs) Drew's like, no
1: problem. (laughs) I didn't know we
2: were breaking out the pukas.
1: Again. (laughs) Well done. All right. How do you envision the winner and the loser's trophies to look? I know we've talked about investing in like a big winner's trophy where we can engrave the winner each year. And Hollis, I, I keep saying posthumously, which I which I like to use because even though Hollis isn't dead, but his championship is dead, uh, will get engraved on the winner's trophy. And myself and TA, uh, brothers in arms, will be engraved on the loser's trophy. Um, but ha- how do you envision them to look? Can I go first, Jacko? I I think that the uh, the winners' trophy should be like a Stanley Cup, and you
3: gotta all you gotta take crazy pictures with it the night of the draft or like that Vegas oh, yeah. weekend. We
1: bring it with us, right? Like around. Yeah, like you, you yeah. carry
3: it with you, but you gotta like drink out of it, like you take funny pictures wherever you're at with it, like poolside or whatever. And then like the <laughs> the losers' trophy should just be like absolute, just absolutely terrible like made out of wood and leather or something. would be hilarious. <laughs> something to signify the Ellen bowl too. Um, oh, oh. The Ellen bowl. that
2: needs to be an actual trophy. That, that like, might you know, be like, the
1: biggest trophy. If we're going to have like, <laughs> what's
2: the, like the Paul, who is the Paul Bunyan? Like thing, like, like the, like Minnesota is it Minnesota and somebody else like the Paul Bunyan where they like fight over the ax. Like it's one of the rivalry it's, games. Yeah, oh, I know you're talking, The lumberjack
1: games or something. Oh no. Oh, you're talking <laughs> a, is it hockey or is it football? What are you talking no, about? It's
2: football. It's, it's college football. Look, it's, it's one of the rivalry weekends. No, there's, there's, like there's a, a lot of them that exist. Yeah. It's a regional the, bowl game. Yeah. It's like a Paul Bunyan thing that it's like,
1: I mean, TA is wearing a flannel. So I think we should ask him,
2: but I'm just saying like something like that where like each year, it, like the uh, the ellen bowl trophy gets passed back and forth like it's a you storm the other team's sideline grab it and then jump in midfield like yeah we got it
3: yeah that'd be unbelievable
1: <laughs> we need more bowls we have one bowl right now and it's it's a hilarious right. bowl having to do with jack's bedroom
3: say earlier, <laughs> early christ um i was gonna say earlier like maddie you, you, and TA have like a good little rivalry going. We now. do. Like We've knocked each, each like other out of the playoffs
1: back to back years.
3: And now you both have lost too. Yeah, like it's it's a good little his, like history you, going. You were rooting and against you, me Utah. hard.
1: Can we get a can we get a bull name? TA, what do you mm-hmm. think? No, I, I I'm all game for it. But I know you can't force these things. They just got to come. Oh, I've come. The coming has twice. It it, it has been (laughs) came.
2: I liked. uh, I liked. I think Mitch suggested it. Maybe Mitch or Danbro was the the Mihoff Bowl for uh, Jack C and Jack F. The the that's a good one.
3: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um, huh? Ta. Maybe we'll we'll let it come naturally.
3: we'll let it come. I mean, we got we got to just hang out again, and then you know when this is all over. And hopefully
1: uh, who comes first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just the uh, Ellen Bull part (laughs) two. Yeah. (laughs) Is what comes out of this whole thing. The the Eskimo Bros situation. That's pretty funny. Um (laughs) but
3: yeah. Anyway. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. Well, I think that (laughs) I think
1: that's that's the lightning round. That's the episode. I think this might be the longest episode in history, but I've I've quite enjoyed this episode. You guys are always wonderful guests. Um We'll continue with Jack on Jack on race in the coming weeks. We'll keep you updated in the off season with betting lines, with political topics, with friends, with fun, with gatherings, with Zooms. Thank you for listening. I don't know how Josh signs off. He usually says follow us on Spotify and iTunes and other places where the spot, where the podcast is, but I'm not Josh. So good night.
2: Peanut butter. <laughs> Thank you, Josh.
4: I shouldn't still love you
1: Chuck's actually coming on mid-podcast, so get ready for that. No, he's not. <laughs> Swing tips.
0: <laughs>
4: I'm
1: going to text him right now.
0: Chuck has a, a song that he wrote about Boston Scott. He's going to sing as our commercial. <laughs> Chuck, that Chuck still hasn't it better be a goddamn camera. duet,
1: Maddie. I better fucking hear you on that singing too, because that was a fucking horse Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.